At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Any college baseball fans out there? If you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you. Graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns. And get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast reshipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires. Like the highly consumer-rated Pirelli Scorpion Weather Active. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com sports. That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you had to say, how many games would the Rockets win regular season the next seven years? I think this trade hurts that if they would trade four first-round picks. But if you say, what's the odds of the Rockets winning a title in the next seven years? I would say this trade helps. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 The Golden State Warriors hammered the Wizards last night by 22 on the back of Steph Curry's 11 threes and 51 points in just three quarters. So, RJ, what does Vegas make of the Warriors' 4-1 and one start? This is a fascinating team to look at because I think on the surface, Fez, it's hard to think anything but good things. 4-1 and one record, and you've got Curry. Career highs so far, average-wise, points, field goal percentage, and three-point percentage. Now, can't do better than the best you've ever done. And this is a two-time MVP we're talking about with Curry. So, in general... I see why there'd be a ton of optimism. I personally think otherwise. And I'm talking about 10% here, meaning I've downgraded Golden State a little bit, which seems crazy. But here's the other side of that. We got Draymond Green, who is having a horrible season so far. Five games. Only once has he scored more than five points. Think about that. And when I think about Curry and his great shooting, I think teams get hot shooting and teams get cold shooting. Players get hot, players get cold, right? But 
that's something that's going to even itself out. There's no reason to think Curry's become a better shooter. The best shooter in the history of the world probably hasn't become a better shooter. But Draymond Green's problems seem to be more psychological, seems to be the interaction with his team, his role on the team. And we know the old Pat Riley, the disease of me. Let's give Golden State a ton of credit for avoiding that so far. Maybe we're seeing patient zero when it comes to the disease of me for Golden State. Thought. Yeah, I agree. Draymond Green looks disengaged. He had two points opening night and the last three games, four, five, and five. And remember, they describe him as one of the big four. RJ, when was the last time a guy was described as being one part of a big four that was averaging six points a game? You know, we had a guy, Dave Malinsky, passed away with us uh, a couple years ago. He passed away recently. He said he thought Draymond Green was one of the top 15 most valuable players in the NBA. Boy, times have changed there. So on one hand, yeah, it's possible Green surges. But on one hand, right now, we've got a problem with Green that seems to be something that could be long-term. We've got a surge with Curry, very likely not long-term. Let me ask you this, Jonas. As you're watching the NBA, a lot of feelings about this Lakers team as we shift teams. What's your fans' perspective on the Lakers? Well, I'm sort of with the mainstream narrative that is the Lakers are off to a disappointing start because I'm just looking at what the record is. They get their first win of the season last night against a Phoenix Suns team who's got one win on the season, and they win by 18, and the game wasn't close. But along with the name mainstream narrative of being disappointed, that's where you guys come in because, RJ, I think Vegas and maybe you guys have a different take on the Lake Show early on. I think there's two different takes. So in poker, we talk about that second-level thinking. That's third-level thinking. So let's call the fans' perspective, the mainstream media, first-level thinking. Oh, Lakers, 1-3. Oh, they finally won one. Boo. You know, bad season so far. The second-level, Fez, is, well, wait a minute. The spread, by definition, is expectation. Let's add up the spread results on the four games. The Lakers have exceeded expectation by just a smidge. But if you add up their plus or minus margin against the spread in the four games, it is now positive. All right. So on one hand, you can say they've exceeded expectations, the Lakers. On the other hand, you can say against Portland, they led uh, with two minutes left in the third. So 14 minutes left in the game, they led. Obviously, they lost. But then they went to overtime against the Spurs in a pick'em game. If they would have beat the Spurs in a coin flip, it'd be a whole different story. So they haven't really been blown out in any games. They're one in three. Yeah, that's not great. But you add it up, their ATS margin is positive against the spread. I think the second level thinking is, ah, probably what we expected. Do you agree with the second level thinking? Hint, hint, I think Fez might have a third level coming up. Yeah, I disagree. I actually have downgraded the Lakers by a point. Now, this is after getting all their guys back from suspension. Still a downgrade, and the reason being it comes to team mentality. And We saw it, RJ, opening night. LeBron comes out Superman, 18 points right away, but he wants to see what his teammates can do. And he goes ahead and defers to them, and he's deferred to them in some of these games here. I don't think LeBron is all in. Oh, my gosh, we got to win this game right now. Now, I do think last night might have been a little bit of an aberration. At Staring at 0-3, maybe we got the, the full focus of the Lakers just for that game. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. 
on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Houston Rockets are making a renewed bid to acquire Minnesota All-Star Jimmy Butler, including four future first-round draft picks in their most recent trade offer, according to sources and ESPN. RJ, what is the Vegas takeaway on that major news that just dropped? Daryl Morey is truly one of the innovators when it comes to sabermetrics. And I think that's important to remember. You hear a lot of talk about sabermetrics, and oftentimes it's you know pretty good math guys, not the kind of math guys that could get a professorship at MIT or anything. And they like sports. They're guys oftentimes more than times than not. And they're pretty sharp. But the innovators, the guys like Bill James and you know, Moray being an example of that, they have that next lo- level understanding of it. I very much respect his mathematical approach with the Rockets. And one of the things, if you have a model, what's a model is you mathematically try to represent the world. You got to set rules to your model. For example, imagine if this was a time before two pointers and three pointers, there was just twos. All right, your model would say shooting from a distance doesn't mean all that much. Just make it. The day the rules change and goes to three for long shots, the model has to change. Now, what is the model? What are the rules for an NBA team? And it's one of two things typically. One is we want to be decent. We want to be as good as we can be. Now, wait a minute. That sounds like every team. Like you might say, RJ, who doesn't want to be as good as they can be? Well, there's another approach, which is I want to maximize my chance to win a title in the next five years or 10 years. Those are two different things. So think about it. If you think you're on the cusp of a title, you can trade a bunch of future first round picks, understanding you're going to be horrible at come that point. But now it increases your chance to win a title today from, let's say, 15% to 22%. But it's going to hurt you later. If your goal is to win a title, that's the move. When you feel like you're close enough to win, like the Rockets are, it makes sense to go all in to get that win, that one title. But if you had to say... How many games will the Rockets win regular season the next seven years? I think this trade hurts that if they would trade four first-round picks. But if you say, what's the odds of the Rockets winning a title in the next seven years? I would say this trade helps. Faz, agree, disagree? Yeah, I agree because as soon as Chris Paul gets a couple years older, the window of opportunity slams shut on this team's title chances. Because remember, they paid Paul in a way that it's going to be hard for this team to be any good at that point anyway. So why not at that point you start to have some really bad seasons, you got your first-round picks at that point, and now you're back to the 76ers mode. So if you really said, hey, guys, here's what Moray's trying to do. Uh, he wants to max his chance to win this year or next year. He's accepting the fact three, four, five years from now are going to be tough years. But six, seven, eight years from now, we're going to be surging back. I think a lot of fans would accept that. And to me, if you look at it analytically, that's the mentality that leads Moray to do something which maybe doesn't make a ton of sense, which is give up a ton now for a player in Butler that, what, is 15th best in the league, Fez? Yes. 
Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. So we transition to the World Series. The Red Sox are now up two games to none after last night's 4-2 win over the Dodgers. Game three is tomorrow night in L.A. And earlier today on Fox Sports Radio, Colin Cowherd had a very strong take on where to place the blame with the Dodgers down 0-2. The difference between that game last night is the Red Sox played all their best players. Dave Roberts went to his front office and said, I can't wait to – we're a home run hitting team. I'm going to pay – oh, no, you can't play your home run hitters. Well, what do you mean? We were second in baseball and home runs. We led the National League in home runs. But the analytics overruled it upstairs and said, Cody Bellinger's not going to play. I want you to think about that. Cody Bellinger was the National League Championship Series MVP, and he has not started for the first two games. I get analytics, but in crunch time, I go manalytics. Stars make things happen. Stars have more confidence. Stars have more alpha. Stars have more dog. I want stars, not a slide ruler. Dave Roberts handcuffed last night by guys upstairs in a binder. I totally disagree with Colin Cowherd there, and here's why. Analytics is never going to put Tom Brady on the bench. Analytics is never going to put a truly great baseball player on the bench. What Colin is mistaken, in my opinion, is the best player on a team for being great. And how did this team get to the World Series? By those exact analytics. If somehow they were saying, oh, it's the World Series, and we're going to start platooning more lefty-righty than we did during the regular season, I'd be like, oh, that's stupid. But you got here through this specific approach. And if anything, and Colin's making an interesting point. Wait a minute. When the lights shine the brightest, when the pressure is the most intense, the World Series, you need the superstars. Well, one, once again, if you're a superstar, no analytics are going to sit you down. Imagine someone saying, we shouldn't play Jerry Rice this game. Doesn't matter if it's windy or not, the turf or the best players you're going to play, right? Imagine any analytics saying, oh, A-Rod should sit in his prime. No, it's not going to happen. So these guys are not great players. But imagine if the pressure is on and you're facing a lefty in a spot you never have the whole year. Now it's the combination of the pressure of the World Series, plus we're deviating from the plan And you're putting these non-superstars, but still best players on the team, in a spot they're not used to being in. You add up the extra pressure in the unusual situation, that has to be worse than the exact approach that got you here. So I, I do understand Colin's point about you want your best players playing on the biggest stage, but in that given situation in Game 2, the best players did play for that situation And if we think the Dodgers analytics are that bad and they don't know who their best players are, then how in the heck did they make the World Series? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Any college baseball fans out there? If you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you. Graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns. And get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.